الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين استفى أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أذكر في حمد ذكرة سبحان ربك رب العزت أما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صلي على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Allah SWT has mentioned in different ways and in different places in Qur'an that He has made human beings in different molds with different temperaments and He has made humanity in different tribes, races, ethnicities, languages so that we would all know and understand and recognize and respect one another. Now this was one aspect of teaching of Deen Adab and Akhlaq, that was also part of Tazkiyah. And traditionally, classically, the word Sufi was also used for that Muslim who could best get along with everyone else. And by everyone, think very broadly here. Doesn't mean everyone else in the family or everyone else in the neighborhood or everyone else in the world. Allah Akbar, everyone else in the world. And that's why when these early Sufiyah used to travel, they would travel to a different place, different language, different race, different ethnicity, different culture, different society. And they got along so well with those people that those people were amazed at this person's adab and akhlaq and ability to mold and melt themselves according to us that they decided to accept the deen of that person. A very strange aspect of having the true the souls in a person's heart. Now, when I say adab and akhlaq, this doesn't just mean morality and ethics or character or behavior or interpersonal dealings because that's not enough to be able to get along with anyone and everyone. It's not enough. That's how you'll find that most people, there are very few people who are always angry. Most people will we say, they will say 90 to 95% of the time, they're very well behaved, they have good character, good personality, good values, good ethics. But 5 to 10% of the time, they get angry. Or 5 to 10% of the time, they get impatient. Or 5 to 10% of the time, etc. Right? So what's that extra? There's something extra. That was in the hearts of these awliyaullah. There's something extra that was supposed to come in the heart due to the soul of something beyond morality and character. And that was the humility that comes out of having love and fear of Allah subhanahu wa So it was that humility that was the real hallmark and distinction of the people of the soul of people of Tazkiyah And really simple, it means people of deen. The true Ahl-Deen, Ahl-Islam, means the people who have truly submitted themselves entirely to Allah are going to be and can only be those who are truly humble in front of Allah Now, you know, for example, I'll give a story, and I can't even remember myself which early Sufi or Wali it was about. But again, these are stories and parables. Uh, they may not actually have happened in historical reality, but they're sometimes 
parables that people, storytellers, would coin in order to illustrate the value and the moral. And that was that there was one Sufi who was sitting in a boat and he took a ferry ride and he had recently shaved his head and so his head was bald. And then the people started playing with his bald head. Maybe some children started and some adults started and then people started basically toying with him and making fun of him and touching his head and patting his head and petting his head. So it's narrated that some angels came and they told him that you are Allah's friend and Allah SWT is so upset at how they are treating you. If you wish, we can turn the boat upside down. Obviously, this is also why I tell you sometimes some of these things may just be coined because if the angels turn the boat upside down, it's not just the others who will drown, it's the Sufi Wali himself who would also drown because he's on the very same boat. But as the story would have it, they told him that we can turn the boat upside down. So then when he heard that, instead he then he raised his hand and he made dua directly to Allah And he said, oh, Allah Ta'ala, you are truly are the one who can overturn things. So then, instead of overturning the boat, overturn their hearts. Like we say in the Ya Kulubana. Oh, the turner of our hearts. Turn our hearts means give, put in our heart a revolution. Put in our heart a turning towards you. So he made that dua to Allah SWT, and Allah accepted his dua, and then Allah Ta'ala sent his hidayah on all of the people on that boat. And then again, as the narration would want to have it, uh, that it ends in an extremely happy ending, that not only did Allah Sponta send his hidayah on everyone, but everyone even got wilaya or became the intimate friend and lover of Allah Sponta. But the question is, why did this person make that dua? He made dua because of humility. Because even a person with the best character, just think of anyone you might know, or if anybody thinks of themselves about themselves, that they have good character, what would you have done in such a situation? Not, maybe maybe we wouldn't have made dua, we would not have told the angels to overturn the boat, but we would have sat there patiently while people mocked us and made fun of us and patted our head. No, no, we'd get angry, we would talk back to them, we would fight with them. We wouldn't just sit there and take it. So actually it was the sabr, sabr jameel of that wali, due to which Allah SWT sent those angels, right? Or in any way, the story is trying to give us this lesson that it's humility that gives a person that 100% sabr to be able to get along with anyone and everyone. And it's beyond morality. And it's a humility that can only be born out of spirituality. And it's humility that can only be born out of connection with Allah SWT. And whenever a person of deen loses their humility, even has a lapse in humility, even has a slight lacking in humility, then they have departed far from the sunnah, the real sunnah. Imam Rabbani, Shaykh Ahmed Sirhindi, mentioned that the real sunnah was the sunnah heart and character of Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. And according to the teachings of the Naqshabandi, Mujaddi, Mashaykh, the greatest aspect of the character of the Prophet Sallallahu and it's not actually particular to these Mashaikh, is the greatest part of his character, Sallallahu is his humility. So it means the greatest Sunnah, or the deepest Sunnah, or the truest Sunnah, or the highest Sunnah is humility. And that's why it's so unfortunate today that we have this, you know, plague of Nifaq or hypocrisy that people who have adopted many other Sunnahs, 
or maybe even talk about sunnah, maybe even have inspired others to follow the sunnah, lacked the core sunnah attribute of humility. And whenever any one of us has any lacking in that, then we're not able to always get along with anyone, everyone, all of the time. And this was not one of the ways of the people of the Sunnah. Now, you know, sometimes when people wonder, uh, you know, what's my purpose in life and why was I sent on earth? Now, there's a whole range of answers. One is very metaphysical and mystical that I have been created in order to love Allah and be loved by Him. That is correct. I have been created in order to worship Allah and obey Him. That's correct. Another answer is I have been created and I'm being put in all these different circumstances and situations so that I get along with everyone. That's it. Maybe not such a higher mystical, metaphysical purpose to life. Simply, this is why I exist. My purpose of existence is that whatever situation, circumstance, interaction, interrelation Allah SWT puts me in, I exist in order that I can get along smoothly and interact positively in all of those relations. That's why I exist. And that's enough of a reason for me to exist. Allah Akbar. That's the spirit of Khidmah. And that's the real spirit of Dawah. And sometimes, you know, and it's natural, uh, and everybody has it in their heart that we do have this higher, we all want to have a quote-unquote higher purpose and have a higher calling, and therefore we strive for nisbat and ta'luk Allah and to have a deep connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, qurb, to have intimate nearness with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, mayyat, to always feel that we are in the company and in the companionship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and all of those things are also there. Right, uh, And many times a person may in fact feel that inspiration and that connection and that's well and good. And what should a person do when they don't feel that inspiration and connection, they don't feel that nearness to the Sultana? Maybe, maybe, for some people, you know, there's not one right answer for every person in all states and stages of that person's life. But sometimes it might simply be this, that Allah is trying to humble us. That okay, you made toba, you started good amal, you started learning deen, you started making zikr, you maybe have done some dawah of deen, some shibbat of deen, and along the way you felt some moments of rapture, ecstasy, or epiphany, closeness to Allah SWT. You had some electrifying moments, heart melting moments, soul, soul, spiritually soulful moments with Allah SWT, now it's time to take you one notch down. Now it's time to realize that in addition, and not in any way exclusive or contrary to this higher purpose of life, which is that connection with Allah SWT, is also your mundane and positive interaction with people around you. And so sometimes that's what happens, that Allah puts a person through a phase in their life where then they get tested through the hukuk al-ibad. They get tested through some adversity. They get tested through some trials, some fitna. They get tested through some opposition, some enmity, some discord. They get tested. And can they maintain on that subregion? I mean, let's take, you know, the, the beautiful story that Allah SWT himself mentions in Quran, Ashan al-Qasas, the story of Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salam. And one of the beautiful things about that story is that it also has in it Sayyidina Yaqub alayhi salam, 
and that is, you know, uh, these words, Sabrun Zanil, apply to both the Father and the Son. Now, it's the same concept. What's in Ayyubla Sun is a Nabi. And when he's a Nabi, obviously, they must, we, can't, we, we can never even imagine. All we can say is that a Nabi, alayhi salam al-Jama'in, must have an incredible connection with Allah SWT. All those things we just said, right? Rapture, epiphany, ecstasy, whatever fancy English words I use, whatever. Anyone can imagine a ta'luk, nisbah, gur, ma'iyat, zikr, anything and everything in all the spirituality, all of it to its highest form and level is to be found in the anbiya. Being a nabi, he had all of that attested. Tested by Allah How? Through the mundane, through through his relations, through family, through people around him. Tested. Same thing with Nabi uh, Yusuf himself. Tested. So we need to think that it's not just a general thing that, okay, well, if the Anbiya were tested so much, then obviously Allah would test me. Let's go deeper into the specifics. That if the Anbiya were tested through the people around them, and certainly Allah is going to test me through the people in my life. If Allah Ta'ala has tested the Anbiya through their sons or some through their fathers, so surely Allah is going to test me through such close relationships in my life. You see, Nabi Ibrahim Alayhi tested through his father. Nabi Yusuf Nabi Salam tested through his son. Right? In, in the most extreme way, the kufr of a father and the kufr of a son. Allahu Alam, Allah knows best how anybody uh, passed away from this world, but certainly uh, long spans of life on earth in a state of kufr. That's a huge test for a Nabi. An opposition from a father, Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam, rebellion from a son, Nabi Nuh alayhi salam. You may have opposition, you might taste rebellion. This is a test that Allah SWT has tested the Anbiya themselves with. And so in this time when many people uh, although, you know, we should all remember that the life and legacy and mission and teachings of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are always an inspiration and guidance for us. And that inspiration and guidance is no more or no less than any month or any day of the year. And that's the barakat in being Khatim al-Nabiyyin wal-Mursadeen and Sayyidina al-Awwaleen wal-Akhireen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and anybody who truly loves and anybody truly understands and recognizes his life and his mission would know that his guidance and inspiration for us is unfading and is always intensely extreme irrespective of what month of the year or what date of the year or what day of the year it may or may not be. All right? But anybody who's familiar with the Sirah would see this exact same thing. What? Allah Ta'ala grants humility by testing a person through the people around them. And if one passes this test, like mashallah all these Anbiya did, Nabi Rehman passed the test, Nabi Nuhalaisan passed the test, Nabi Yaqub Alaisan passed the test, Nabi Yusuf Alaisan passed the test, and obviously Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam passed the test. And any one of us as his Ummati, we pass that test and you will also see in the seerah of the Anbiya and the seerah of our beloved Prophet that when a person passes that test, 
and remains humble and stays humble and remains on sabr and uh, stays patient, then Allah Taala grants him even more qurb, even more ma'iyat, even more connection, even more intimacy, even more nearness. So I see you end up getting that higher purpose more. Anyway, so this is a great attribute, great attribute. And if instead when a person is tested, they end up with arrogance or they end up on lying uh, or manipulation or deception or delusion or envy or jealousy or any other such negative emotion, then that's a sign that what it's simple speaking that they failed the test of humility. They didn't have that humility in them. Now at the same time, this doesn't mean that we give ourselves a pass on anything and everything that we do. It doesn't mean that now we can, you know, a mistake that, you know, some listeners of talks have is they take one talk and then they, you know, make that single talk or those two points in a single one talk to be all and all of the fun. So it doesn't mean now that every test you will attribute it to it a lot of wanting to increase your humility. No. In fact, Another thing can happen, right? Uh, sometimes what happens with a lot of people, and we have recently actually been getting uh, messages and emails or whatever communications from people asking about this, is that they feel a laziness, a sloth, a despondency in their ibadat. So up to now we talked about akhlaq and adab, morals and character and behavior, and we talked about the real feeling is a feeling of humility, and that's the only thing that can enable a person to perpetually, constantly be on good morals and behavior and character. But then now, moving to another area of ibadah and zikr, worship and remembrance among the small Dhamma. So if a person feels lax in their worship and remembrance of the small Dhamma, and they feel that, oh, I'm not able to do ibadah, I don't feel like reciting Quran, or I don't feel... Uh, you know, like making zikr kalbi, I don't feel like making dua, etc. Or if there's students of them, I don't feel like getting knowledge and learning knowledge or attending madrasar, attending dalgum. Now, this cannot be attributed that, okay, this is a test Allah is sending upon me so I get humility. No, no, no. This is something different. So then we move to the second meaning of sabr. And here, Allah Santa is testing our endurance, testing our talab. Testing our desire and our sincerity, our talab, our sidq, and our ikhlas. Right? And I think that's a better way to put it. Not our endurance, but rather Allah's fountain. Because who, who, who for me and you has endurance? We don't have endurance. There's no endurance. There's no endurance. The only person who can talk about endurance is who has an intrinsic, innate ability to worship and remember Allah SWT and then endurance is meant to maintain that and continue that and nurture that over time. And who has such an innate ability? That's the meaning of that there is no might or power for me to do good and stay away from bad except due to the mercy and the and karam and grace of Allah SWT and there's no success that I have except that it comes from Allah SWT. So then there's no endurance. Because endurance can only be that you endure and persevere in something that's intrinsic to you. So better rather than we think of it this way, that where on the one hand first was a test of humility, this is a test of our sincerity. 
what I call talab sidq and ikhlas. The talab which means desire, longing, yearning, your irada, how much do you want it, how much do you really want it. Sidq means being true, being true to yourself and being true to your own irada, being true to your own will and wish. Like you'll find that's what makes a student motivated. Because they say, well, if, if, you, if I truly want to be a doctor, I truly want to be an alim, I truly want to be a historian, then I have to sit down and do this work. I have to take this course. I must have to read this work. I have to write this essay. It's part of their sidq. If they're true in their niyyah and true in their intention and true in their irad and true in their desire. So talab, sidq, and irada, and simply speaking, ikhlas. But are you sincerely doing it as a slave for the sake of the rada, the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So somebody reads Quran so they feel a high. Allah ta'ala takes the high away from them to stop reading Quran. If somebody says, I sit and do zikr kalbi so that I could feel something in my heart, Allah ta'ala takes that physical fluttering away, the person will stop. So there's a test of ikhlas and sincerity. That were you doing it truly, purely, exclusively, only for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In that case, we won't stop it. Even if one's feeling low, or things are not going well, or any any reason like that. Yes, if a person is doing it for oneself only, then yes, when things are going bad, you won't be able to do it. So humility and sincerity, humility and sincerity. Interestingly, again, not the Sogos was often known simply as Ikhlas. That's its sincerity means to be sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. means to be sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's what I think, you know, and what we talked about last week was, uh, uh, in the last week we had the special talk uh, on uh, the passing away of Jinnah Jim Shaykh Shaheed Marhum. And interestingly, for, you know, those of you, especially outside Pakistan, he is Janazah. And his burial, Yenik Tatfin, was today. And Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala put in the heart of Sheikh Hussam Musti Muhammad Taki Hussam, Madame Bukhat Malaliyah, to have the Janazah in Dalum Karachi. And there were apparently thousands of people who came for this Janazah. And this was how beloved he was to the hearts of people. And Alhamdulillah, he had this great honor of being laid to rest uh, in the graveyard of Dalum. And this is a great member of Sheikh Dr. Abdahai Arafin Amtande and Sheikh Mufti Muhammad Shafir Amtande and Sheikh Mulana Sahban Mahmoud Amtande and many other uh, ulama, mashayikh, shiikh al-hadith, fuqaha, etc. are laid to rest. Now, for him also, what I felt, in, and I think the people who, and if you remember last week, I didn't know him very well. But the people who did know him very well, and maybe even a few people like me who knew him a little bit, were moved by the humility and sincerity. And these are two, and the reason why I'm giving an example again, is that these are two master attributes that even if, and maybe often it will be the case, that a person may still have other character flaws in them. They have other character flaws in them. That have the natural attributes of humility and sincerity, then their personality, character, and life will, inshallah, be accepted by Allah. 
will be makbul to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and even indeed makbul to his creation. Because obviously there's something there. There is some kubuliyah, some mahbubiyah, some acceptance, some belovedness that a person must have in the hearts of people that so many thousands would come to their janazah. It's not for everybody that these type of things happen, right? This is, you know, reminds me of the hadith, the putsi that we have recited on several occasions in the past of the program. So just the last part of that, in a quite long hadith, narration, that you could see that the Prophet some said that Allah Ta'ala said, right? And then there was a whole narration that you know, to love someone, he calls an angel from the angels of the dwellers of the heavens and then tells them that Allah that he loves such a person and he tells them to make an announcement and all of the Ahmad all of the denizens and brothers of the firmaments and heavens and the earthly realms that Allah loves that person and then Allah places Qubul Allah places acceptance and fondness for that person in the hearts of all of his creation so this is what happens when a person has humility and sincerity because when they have those two attributes that are beloved to Allah Taala, that Allah Taala will make them beloved to creation. When they have two those two attributes that are lovable to Allah Taala, Allah Taala will make them lovable to creation. So then, the test of our sincerity, one way, one way, our sincerity is tested, is in our ibadat amal of God. So we have to make mudahada. That's like the Correspondent, close word that closely corresponds to sabr when it comes to ibadah and zikr. It's called mujahada. You have to just keep striving. There is no other cure. There is no other cure for apathy, for feeling distant from Allah, for being sluggish in your zikr azkar, sluggish in your mamulat atmal, sluggish in your ibadat. There's simply no other cure than mujahada. That to strive, that yes, now you can take some inspiration and motivation from someone, from somewhere, from some verse, from some hadith, from some book, from some talk, and you may need some inspiration and motivation, but then after that, it has to be your own sincere dedication to Allah. And for those who are salakim of the trikat, or any seekers on any path of tazkiyah and tarbiyah, it's your sincere dedication to that path. And that when Allah tests all of these things, all of the things that we mentioned will be periodically tested by Allah Sultan. Tested means there will be problematized. There will be obstacles, there will be difficulties, there will be setbacks, there may even be failures, there may be opposition, there may be discord. All be tested. So a person's sincere dedication to Allah Sultan will be tested. And one simple way that the test is taken is to make a person feel apathy and see how much they do. Make a person feel disinterest and see how much they do. You know, like sometimes people say that, okay, the worker is working well in front of me, but I let's see how they would work in my absence. Maybe they install whatever secret surveillance camera so the worker doesn't know, but the worker thinks that the manager is absent. And the manager actually sees, okay, how well does this person work? Well, just like that, Allah removes 
not his own presence, because his presence is eternal and can never be removed in any sense, but he, Allah Ta'ala removed the presence of the feelings of liquor in our heart, or the feelings of the in our heart, but he keeps watching, because that's who Allah Ta'ala is. He's a basir, he's all-gazing, al-khabir, all-aware. And he watches and sees, okay, I've taken away that feeling from their ibadah, let's see, do they keep, continue doing it? That person who has sincere dedication to Allah SWT could continue because they were doing it not for the sake of feeling any feeling, they were doing it purely out of the sake of Allah SWT. And this is also a test in part and parcel of what it used to mean to become a Sufi, what the Sogos, seeker of the Sogos, beat this test and then to successfully pass that test. So much so that in some Mashaikh used to recommend their students that they should actually make du'a to Allah when they're being, not to be tested, but when they're being tested in such a way, right? That Allah will make this test a means of my ikhlas, of my istiqamat, of my becoming closer to you, of my becoming deeper in my knowledge of the things that I already know, about me becoming deeper and better in my practice and the things that I already practice. This is sincere dedication. So humility and sincerity are these two master attributes. And obviously a person must be humble in front of the Lord and be sincere towards others. But today we took the other angle about it, that to be humble with others and to be absolutely sincere with Allah. And these were two master attributes that were a very important part of any notion or concept or teaching or transmission of the souls and tazkiyah, we make dua that Allah Taala put humility and sincerity in our hearts and that Allah Taala take us out from any and every problem or difficulty that is keeping us from Him. Any and every problem and difficulty that has become an obstacle to our relationship with Him as opposed to the means to facilitate our relationship with Him. Always grant us his hidayah and guide us in the path that leads to him, the path that is pleasing to him, and also protect us from all false laws and false ideology. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala.